Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Now, I want to speak to Sarah, uh, Sarah Gayton, who's from the National Federation for the Blind and available to speak to us. Uh, Sarah, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Thank you for joining us on the programme. The issue of the e-scooters, and it's such a, a sad reason why we're talking about it. A 14-year-old involved in a collision across in England, and uh, the uh, widower, Mr Gary Davis, furious at the boy who knocked his wife down and uh, caused her death. She died six days later, did not get a custodial sentence. You can understand his his anger. As uh, as someone who represents uh, people with uh, difficulty when it comes to their, their vision, what's your opinion on e-scooters? Well, the, the shop should be stopped selling them because people should not be able to ride them. They're not legal on the highway and that's for good reason because they're so unsafe for the rider they're inherently unsafe for any pedestrian on the pavement and they shouldn't be selling them you know we've also had you know a 12 year old died on a rental e-scooter that is legal in the uk in, in, in england you know we've had serious people injured from riding them serious people being injured by being them hit and for visually impaired people and blind people, they're, they're terrifying them on the pavement because you can't, you can't see them, you can't hear them, but even if you could hear them, they come past too quickly. People riding them have got not a clue how dangerous they are and the impact they have on people just wanting to walk down the street. We're getting mixed messages, however, aren't we? Because you talk about the illegal e-scooters and the legal ones. I'm back and forward to Newcastle-upon-Tyne quite a bit, and they have the legal e-scooters. You can pick them up and use them on the pavements and on the roads uh, as you please and then leave them at a, at a corner and a lorry comes back and p- picks it up. So you're encouraged to use the e-scooter in some cities. In Belfast, here, it is illegal to have an e-scooter on public property, yet in all, the, the place is peppered with them. No one seems to, to take any action against people on e-scooters. Well, well the, the police need to take action. You know, it's not fair on pedestrians. It's not fair on disabled pedestrians that have got no sight and for anybody using a mobility aid. So the police need to get off the backside and start confiscating them. The law cannot be clearer. They are illegal to use on the public highway. I was in Newcastle. I saw those e-scooters myself. Now I have got vision. I found them lying all over the place, you know, extremely dangerous. I found the helmets that were on those e-scooters weren't even fit for purpose. They were just for 
pedal cycles or roller skaters, not for e-scooters, right? So it's the, the trials are a complete mess and shambles in England, you know, and it has given mixed messages out to people. But in Belfast, in, in Northern Ireland, they're not legal and they shouldn't be anywhere. And the, the, the police, just to get them off the streets, you know, even if you see people that might be riding what people think are safe and insensible, well, that's still not safe for, for a pedestrian. If these riders hit a pothole, if they hit a curb, if they hit a twig on on the road and stuff or, or swerve quickly, they're off. And there's been a number of people that have died tragically because they've, they've fallen off them or have been hit by cars. Um, they're not a safe, stable or sensible machine for any purpose. Now, I personally am someone who rides a, a knee bike and I commute every morning with it or most mornings with it and I have to negotiate my way through the traffic. And there are times when you need to be on the pavement. You simply need to be on the pavement. But you're, when, when on the pavement, you're either pushing the bike or indeed you travel at the slowest speed possible, being aware that pedestrians are also using the pavement and indeed that people could come out of a, of a driveway. When you see the individuals on e-scooters, they seem to just speed along the pavements, going from A to B, like as if there's, uh, you know, no hazard. Um, they, they're not putting in any effort, of course, from a, a physical point of view. They're just standing on this, like... I suppose extended skateboard and and whizzing whizzing along and I, I think the police will only take action here when sadly something happens to a pedestrian or to the e-scooter operative themselves. They'll they'll only intervene then and until that tragedy happens, they seem to be turning as you say a blind eye. Well, well, well they need to wake up. You know, just because. They haven't seen something tragic happen. This daily occurrence of people riding on the pavements, you know, at people whizzing behind them, it, it, it creates a toll on, on people. You know, and, and there's been a tragic incident, again, just reported last week in England, where a, a visually impaired disabled um, pedestrian has been put in prison because there was, um, she shouted and, and, and waved her hand at her a cyclist on the pavement, an elderly cyclist, and tragically the lady fell into the road and was killed. You know, uh, there is there's consequences when pedestrians don't have their own safe space anymore. And, uh, you know, if, if, if the pavement is being used by other road users, uh, where does that lead the pedestrian? Do you lo- do you a, do you lobby because this is important? Do you lobby for the pavement to be pedestrian only? Because there are many pavements in Belfast that are both pedestrian and cycle uh, orientated. <clears throat> They're not as marked as they should be, but they do, they there are many pavements where you can ride your bicycle on the pavement, and the pedestrian we, is we on a are. different part of the pavement. Would you like to see p- pavements for pedestrians only? Frank, that is exactly what we want because. Blind people use a white cane or they've got a guide dog. So your white cane, it does go in an arc. So, you, you know, if a, a, a cycle is going past or an e-scooter, you could run over that, that white cane. In the Netherlands, lots of people are getting their canes broken. They get physically hit by cyclists and they get their white cane snatched out of their hands because of the action of the bike and stuff, even just trying to cross the road. So it's terrifying. 
you know, there is discussions, you know, there's lots and lots of, of policies about reducing speed of vehicles, reducing the amount of vehicles. There needs to be a huge amount of investment in public transport to give people safer options. But to, to use that pavement space for for um, cycles, e-scooters and e-bikes. I know you ride an e-bike and you sound a very sensible rider. I've seen lots of people on modified e-bikes, or even at 15.5 miles an hour, racing down the pavement. And all of this build-up, this build-up of continually having to try and walk, to go shopping, to go to school or to go to a social, anything that you need to access that pavement. And every journey starts with the pavement. Every single journey does. If you have that continual build-up, it's stress. It, it, it's, it makes people think, shall I actually go out? Shall I, shall I actually go out and walk because it's not safe? Sarah, so a... you have to have a big discussion, a big discussion in Belfast about, you know, in, under the new guidance, I'm not totally sure if our guidance is the same as yours, but under the new cycle guidance in, from the Department of Transport in, in Parliament here, is you, you cannot have any more shared use pavements going forward with with um, the, the new guidance that's it so things have to change but the pedestrian is literally being squeezed off the pavement being intimidated scared even if you think as a rider you're safe you think it's it's acceptable. It, it isn't from a pedestrian point of view. It's a ve- I, I hate to say it, it isn't. It is a very important voice. Your voice is hugely important. And I, I'm personally listening to it as well as broadcasting it because as a, as a road user, I, a driver and as a cyclist, I, I think the, the voice of the pedestrian and the pedestrian who may be uh, facing some additional challenge is hugely, hugely important. Until we have a proper structure in place where it is completely safe to always ride on the roads, however, in a city like this, I presume we will continue to have the shared space on the the pavements. We need more of the bus lanes. We need more of the the cycle lanes. There's an initiative towards that, but it's not been rolled out fast enough. But, but Frank, in, in London, where they've put a lot of this, but not anti-cyclist, I think I have to make that very clear, but in London, where they've put the cycle lane in between the pavement and the bus stop, it's called a bus stop bypass, or they've put the, the cycle lane where you have to get off the bus directly into a cycle lane. We know blind, visually impaired people in London will not go to the hospital anymore by public transport because they can't get across the cycle lane. We know they can't get to their knitting shop, they can't get to their gym, so they're... Their, their behaviour is being totally. They can't use the bus because the cyclists will not stop during that. That going past them, and I've filmed and filmed and filmed and got lots of film evidence of that. So it's a case of even the infrastructure going in is not safe and accessible. So you have to have a, a, a real true understanding of of uh, putting infrastructure that will protect pedestrians, protect cyclists, and that unfortunately means a lot of cyclists will have to learn to stop. You know, to let to, um, let the bus pull in, to let let bus passengers get onto the bus. But it's a hidden problem in the UK. It's a hidden problem that our voices are not being heard. We're continually excluded. We are continually ignored. Uh, and I would ask you, Frank, to, to to ask your listeners if anybody is blind or visually impaired or with a guide dog, to actually go walk with them, go a walk and talk and and broadcast and see how they're feeling with what's happening on the street. And I think it'll be it'll be an excellent experience for you. What an important uh, statement. Uh, seriously, Sarah, absolutely, vitally important that your voice is heard and the voice of the people that you represent 
is heard. And you also talked about the modified e-bikes where some people are riding at 40 miles an hour on them and they're not even pedaling. Uh, they've put on a motor that they've imported from China, basically onto a mountain bike, and it's a, it's an electric moped they have. And the, the police don't seem to be intervening there either. So everything pointing towards more and more difficulties for uh, the people who have a sight challenge. Uh, and also, can I just make a, uh, a, a plea to people about the actual increasing risk from the fires from e-scooters and e-bikes? Um, we've managed to get the e-scooters off a lot of the public transport, a lot of trains now they're not allowed on, they're not allowed on buses because when the batteries fail, either spontaneously combust, they go up in less than a minute. A whole carriageway in London, the Transport for London one, on the underground, an e-scooter went off. It was completely covered, well, 42 seconds from being completely clear to completely covered in smoke, and it did burst into flames. And people, people's homes are getting, and people are getting injured because the scooters are being sort of, and the, the e-bikes as well are just blowing up when they're charging them. Yeah, we should emphasize, of course, we should, we should emphasize that these primarily are with the modified e-bikes and not, we haven't had examples of bikes that come from reputable sources uh, having these complications with the batteries. But if you are importing from China and making your own modified e-bike, you run the risk of it being a fire, a fire hazard. Uh, sorry, you've made some. I, I think it's, I think as well, Frank, is if people sell them on and, and charges and different charges are not going with the bikes or this, that, and the other. It brings, well, the e-scooters, it brings a hidden problem. And also, if you, if the way that the, the scooters are being ridden, they're the, the banging them around, so you, your battery could become broken that you don't realise. And I understand about the reputable side of it, but the thing is, once you've got that on fire, it doesn't matter really, you know, you haven't got time to get out. It's horrendous. Yeah, this is true. This is uh, very true. And uh, electrical faults will happen, of course, in many ways. So maintenance of your equipment is also vitally important. And using the right charger with your equipment is equally important. Sarah, you make a host of very, very uh, relevant points this morning, which are well, well worth considering and discussing here on the programme. And hopefully uh, action will be taken against people who are just being crazy on e-bikes, uh, those who are using, uh, sorry, crazy on e-scooters, those who are modifying e-bikes and those who indeed are being absolutely thoughtless towards pedestrians on pavements. All of that has to be put in the, the mix and the police um, need to take action against e scooters in Northern Ireland. They're illegal on public property, but they're peppered all over the place. And sadly, it doesn't look like as if they will take any action until, sadly, someone is injured or worse. Uh, Sarah, thank you. You raised some very relevant points to make us all think. Thank you indeed. Thank you so much, and thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. That is uh, Sarah Gayton from the National Federation for the Blind at just gone 20 to 11. So uh, your points on this are welcome. 02890-333-105. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 